What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Love and Rice, hosted by Aunt Ma and Christina host. Ma. There we go. And we got some special <laughs> guests today. Uh, we got Casey Ma and also Mr. Vince Shu. Does anyone say shoe? Yeah, Vince shoe. You got okay. it right. See, it's so, not as like known. You know what I mean? That's yeah. okay. Like, say I'm Chinese. He's Chinese, and we both don't. Even, I, I mean, not both, but I don't even know his last name like that. <laughs> the X's are always, you know, it's it's all difficult. You get yeah. a lot of different pronunciations. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't notice, uh, we got three malls in the house today, and um, an honorary mall. It's honorary so honorary. rare to find another mall. It's true. Yeah, like we're just a rare breed. Like you're but we all act- connect. You're an actual ma. She's married into a ma. Yeah, I'm like I an know. actual blood ma. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't ma mean horse? It, it does, does mean horse. Oh, so I grew yeah. up with a lot of like horse paintings in my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. You think that's funny? What is your last name? What is shoes? Yeah, shoes. Do you have a bunch of shoes in your house? Jordans, dude. <laughs> what is shoe in Chinese? Yeah. What does that uh, mean? Shoe. You know, I don't really know. Shoe. The way you said it just sounds like a tree. Shoe. Uh, she, nah, <laughs> I don't even know. Sounds I, like fish. I don't, I don't know how to fish. No, fish she, is you. Well, that's Cantonese. Yeah. All right. Well, moving <laughs> on, guys. If you've never met Casey and Vince before, or you might have seen them on a TV show called uh, "The One That Got Away" on Amazon Prime Video, and I honestly think it was one of the best reality dating shows I've ever seen. I don't watch much of it, and Christina watches it. All the time, all kinds of dating shows on Netflix and Amazon. And I'm just always like, why are you watching these things? Why don't we watch something more educational? But when she has this on, what a hater! Um, <laughs> Did you not learn more show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually love watching your show, and it's because of the way they portray you two on the show. Uh, we never get to see much Asians on Netflix, or well, we know we started seeing them on Netflix, right? And then now on just Amazon on screen Prime. in general, that Asian but, representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just love it because you guys looked so damn cool on TV. You know, <laughs> thank you. Um, whenever you had some shit going down, you know, um, you stood up for yourself, and I was just like, yes, I was cheering for you every time that happened. And then Vince, being the Mister Buff guy, I'm like, yes, finally a buff <laughs> Asian guy, sure. and not an Asian nerd, and mm-hmm. I love that. It's funny that you mentioned that because when you usually see like Asian women on screen, you always see these like fragile little like dainty women that aren't really like dominant and have like not so much of like an assertive personality. Yeah, definitely. I mean, on this show, I feel like they really portrayed my personality where I really stood up to someone (laughs) who might have defied me and tried to steal my man and Mm. you know usually like a shy person would just be like okay whatever that means that man wasn't for me but i was like no that man came for me let me tell you what's up so it was definitely i love that yeah i was like don't if this is my man like no one can take him you can't even look at him i literally (laughs) told her that so i was really glad that they showed me like standing up for myself and being like a strong woman at any point of the show did you feel like you had to you're starting to represent all Asian females across like the world, all these ABGs. Well, it was actually before I was cast okay. that I was like, I have a mission to show what a good representation of an Asian woman could be Yeah, on national television. I mean, you're really shown as the normal Asian girl, the Asian American girl that yes. we all know. That we know, you yeah. Know? Like exactly. they never show that. So never. I loved it. Yeah, I was like, you know, there's so much lack of Asian representation. And, you know, for Asian women, usually we're sent home like episode three or two, especially on the bachelor bachelorette, like the Asian women don't really get a spotlight ever. So 
to know that I was in going to be in basically every episode, I was like, it's literally my duty to set a good example of what an Asian woman on in media could portray. So that was something I was really looking forward to, you know, kind of setting the tone for. That's what I loved about the show, because you could yell at people. Vince could be buff. And I'm like, <laughs> normally it's just really soft Asians. You but know, you didn't so. even have to yell at people. Like you just stood your ground and you didn't take any shit from anyone. And I yeah. feel like that was like, that was really awesome to I see. Like my words just spoke for itself. Yeah, you were classy about it. You Thank weren't you. like. I thought you were gonna get you know. down at one point. Yeah, someone said they were like, "Why didn't you punch her in the face?" Yeah. And I was like, "Cause I don't fight with my fist. I fight with my." With your mouth? <laughs> what? With that mouth, you know. What else? With my words. Yeah, what are you we talking about here? Pause. <laughs> but I think there's like more grace in yeah, being able to exactly. stand up for yourself with what you say and how you think yeah. and how you make them feel rather than like with your hands. Yeah, so. and I think I think that's what um, was really awesome about the show because of the Asian representation and you guys were not like side characters that had maybe one to two minutes of screen time the entire show but you mm -hmm. actually were the main characters i think that's also the difference between guys and girls as a guy i'd have been like ready to sock someone in the face that's true. any kind of disrespect i would have taken you down but yeah. it could have been like the little man syndrome in me too <laughs> you know? yes I can vouch. No, that. no, but, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, but if She's I get like, down, not there. I'm not there. But you know, if I get down, like I'm always winning. Yeah, we ready to scrap. So right, I don't just say shit. I actually get down. But for Vince, like you seem so genuine and cool during the whole show, um, and I didn't ever see you get mad. Yeah, I was pretty. I think like cool headed the whole time. I mean, I didn't really have too much drama like all the women that showed up for me were like fantastic like yeah. they're all like very high quality women like i felt Ooh, like high quality yeah high quality what, is like, high quality all about? Very, what does very, that mean very hot yeah well <laughs> they're all pretty yeah i think they i had were. a lot of like not only just pretty but like you know they all had like like their careers yeah careers yeah. like intelligent they're all really well spoken and it just seemed like they were all very like um like just overall like they were looking for like a genuine connection with me it did seem like you had hard choices some of the girl like you had two girls that you're trying to choose between right it was like an asian girl and yeah and uh, manusa middle eastern the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they both look like they were really falling in yes. love with you so i'm really curious is this sh being on a reality show what part is fake what part is real because i always feel like it should all be real yeah yeah i mean to be honest like for my storyline at least everything was like real like yeah. I, I was never told what to say um i wasn't really even set up uh, in like different scenarios like everything was just like like kind of my own free will which i was surprised i was like are you guys sure you don't want me to run that again because like <laughs> yeah. they just do one take for me and i'm like that's it like we're, we're good they were yeah. like no vince we just want you to be yourself i'm like dang this is that's crazy it doesn't awesome. even feel like i'm on a tv show it just feels yeah. like i'm just living life right now so like, you sure you don't want me to take off my shirt one more time, <laughs> one more time. Yeah. Yeah. get this angle <laughs> that part might have been produced maybe right or so, his own will i mean we never know if you guys never watched the show uh literally every episode vince takes off his shirt yeah you know? seriously i think there was also and like a shower scene too right oh there, yeah. yeah oh okay no i He's just remember why do you, why do you remember, I remember that? that moment because i was like why are they filming him in the shower this is so awkward. okay no that scene all right it's funny because we had another cast member who uh was talking to producers oh like i want you guys to film me in the shower just to get like a like a more of a thirst trap kind of scene yeah and then um they were like oh vince can we do that with you too 
And I was like, I guess, like, sure. <laughs> sure. And it's funny because like, you don't see my bottom, but I'm wearing um, Jeff's Speedo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Because <laughs> they they've so been funny. trying to get me in a Speedo for, like, the whole show. And they're like, oh, this is our chance. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll wear the Speedo. But I didn't think, like, they were actually going to put that scene, like, on TV. And I was like, oh, my God. There's, like, a really slow-mo did. scene. They there's did. even a GIF. Like, there's a GIF of me just, like, in the shower and you see my body. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I can't. I it was literally every episode, okay? If you guys have never seen it, he's just naked in every episode episode but he looks good i'm not gonna lie you know what i mean yeah the first time i met Ant, he literally came up to me he's like bro like my wife has been watching your show and every time i walk in the room um you're just shirtless bro like what's up with that <laughs> it was always the timing he's like why are you watching this like half naked guy on the show and i'm like dude but he's just always half naked no. and then and then i laid on the bed next to her and washed with her every single time <laughs> And did one of these. It, it is. <laughs> I did do that my all mom, the time. Dude. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, had to cover her eyes all the time. Oh my god, that's true. Your shirt is like always off. Well, I mean, I worked. I was like getting in shape. I was like, all right, this is the only time in my life where I really need to be in like my yeah. best shape. I was working out so hard, like throughout the whole audition process, because like yeah. I, I had a good feeling. I was like, there's a good chance I might actually get cast. And even when the producers were like, hey, keep doing those ab rolls, man, keep doing them, and I was like. Okay. I even hired like a trainer for like three months to like nice. prepare for the show. Yeah, and I like think I saw him like three times a week. So I got, yeah, so I got like five seconds of bikini time. Yo, you have some thirst traps. Five seconds. <laughs> Do you want to compare the length of time? Because you will definitely lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look good though. You look there was good. one you, scene you, where I was like coming out of the pool. I was like, one, two. Oh, it's gone. I Damn remember. it. <laughs> Right, well, I got That's this all they question. Needed to show. Yeah. Uh, since you guys are talking about always being naked on camera and stuff, oh. and oh. growing I wasn't up, naked no. enough, but whatever. But growing up in the Asian culture, <laughs> you know, a lot of Asian parents aren't receptive of yes. you guys being on TV and being out there and stuff like that. Like, how did your parents take it being on the show? Yeah, I think I was really lucky because yeah. I've been a content creator since like 2015. Yeah. So they've wow. been used to me being in the public eye for a long time. And I had that hurdle of, you know, them accepting me, uh, you know, all my thoughts in the world and not being conservative and all of that. But at first they weren't receptive. No. In the beginning, they were like, why are your thoughts even online? Even before oh, I started, thoughts. even putting before putting pictures on, I was like blogging. blogging. Right? Oh, okay. So yeah. they were like, why are your personal feelings and your thoughts out in the open they're like this is dangerous like this is not for you yeah. they're like you should be studying and not doing this like creative stuff because i was designing websites too and they were just so against it and then when instagram came out and i adapted that they were like oh no like she's like even more public <laughs> yeah and then when it came time to me quitting my job and doing it full time yeah. my dad's like are you ready to be homeless he's wow. like because we're not going to house you. We don't really support this dream. And like, you have to take care of your rent and all of your stuff by yourself. And he's like, so you have to prove to yourself that you can do this. Does your dad know how much money you can make just by showing your feet? Oh my gosh. I don't think he would support that part. That's, that's, that's pretty really weird. Hey, no, I wouldn't want no. my kids doing that. I think that. if my daughter showed her feet no, rather than no. anything else. No, because it's Crazy. so sexual. Is it? Yes. I just people find fetishize a, about that. It's a foot fetish. That's yeah, what people are crazy. Oh, I just didn't take it so for. seriously. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's just, just like foot, guys. guys. Why are you looking no. at your feet? It's just, it's not a sculpture. They like, yeah. you know, to look that, at it to, 
you know that foot so, is like looking at dream. boobs for them <laughs> boobs yeah it's, yes. the, it's like the equivalent of boobs you guys want to see some man boobs right now for the only fans bro you gotta save that for the uh, only fans i didn't guys. cut my toenails so i'll keep my socks on. yeah, oh yeah my keep those on after maybe you get a pedicure Ugh. we'll we'll reconsider it what were you doing before you were getting into content creation then for your parents to respond that way um, I was in corporate retail, so oh, okay. I was doing like financial planning, buying, um, and then I did pricing management, and then I be was on track to do um, consulting, and I was doing software sales. Oh, yeah, at like um, a data analytics company. So it just my job just kept getting nerdier and nerdier <laughs> and nerdier, and like Excel was like my best friend, and I was basically just like forecasting numbers all day. And like eventually speaking to like C-suite people and telling them like kind of what to do. Yeah. And I was dealing with like mergers of different companies under like really big uh, corporate retail uh, brands and kind of like moving over the data and like teaching them how to use the software and then also developing software on the side. That's why your dad responded the way that he did. Because he's like, you have a good job, like a stable career. Why would you want to go into I was making six figures at like 23. Like he was just really shocked that I was like going to give up six figures to possibly make like 35 to 50K. Yeah. And he was just like, what are you, what? He's like, this is, he's like, why did I send you to NYU? Like, (laughs) what is the point of your economics degree if you're just going to do marketing online? He's like, you should have just done marketing a major and i was like yeah. i've literally asked you to be a marketing major but he didn't think it was it like didn't lucrative. make enough money okay so you actually already knew that you wanted to get into marketing before that i did yeah and wow. he actually advised against it so i listened to him and now i'm back in marketing yeah now yeah. nobody in this generation listens to their parents we all used to but now we all do our own thing yeah, right? we're all on social media <laughs> and then i like didn't try it later yeah. yeah but i tried it because i was trying to be like a good daughter and be right. like okay yeah like maybe he does know what's best he used to like be really poor he grew up in the ghetto so i'm like okay he knows what he's doing yeah so i like listened to him for a very long time and then i just kept i just kept straying away i couldn't help it it's not it wasn't your passion it just didn't have enough creativity that i thought it would yeah so i you know brought my business side from what i learned in my corporate job and then you know applied it to social media and then I think, you know, that's why I'm more successful now. I feel like growing up in an Asian household with like Asian parents, I, I feel like that's just all the pressure that you get from um, having Asian parents. Because even for me too, before we got into social media, I was actually um, in HR and I was an HR manager like for many years. And um, when I first started coming into doing social media, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be in the public eye now. And when you're in HR within a company, you have to be so professional because either... Um, employees will they'll like you and they'll try to suck up to you and be super friendly to you or they'll hate you and they'll just completely ignore you because they're because they know how much power like an HR person Mm. has so when I was trying to do both I was trying to juggle it and I would have employees come up to me and they're like hey I watched your channel I'm like oh shit shut up my manager's right there you know yes I remember struggling (laughs) with this so much too like like when I was in corporate I had to like hide the fact that I had an Instagram Mm -hmm. because I feel like they would just judge me. Yes. And then eventually when they found out that I was being a blogger and a fashion blogger and the content creator, they would kind of like talk behind my back a lot. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. They would like whisper a lot. They would like be like, oh, she thinks she's so cool to like be public like this. So then when I quit, it was like the best thing in the world because I was like, let me show you how I can be successful at this. Yeah, you could be yourself. You laugh at me now and you bully me now. 
but like look what i'm gonna become mm-hmm. you know and then i look now and i'm like their life suck compared to <laughs> yeah, now you're shining you're on a reality show and you're doing so much more you're starting your own business yeah awesome. you're representing the asian community this is why like you just cannot listen to your haters and mm-hmm. if you do take it with a grain of salt and use it as fuel for your ambition yeah. Yeah. honestly so yeah how about you, Vince, uh, in terms of your parents? Did, did your mom and dad both approve of you being on the show? Or did they were they, did they have their differences? Yeah. Um, so before the show, my life was pretty private. Like yeah. My Instagram was private. I didn't really, you know, even watch reality TV. But I got reached out to by Bumble or through Bumble by the producers. I remember just going through the audition What's process. Bumble? The dating app? The dating, dating app. app. Yeah, they reached out what? to me there. And then... I was just auditioning on like the low. Like I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my parents. Yeah. Because I knew if I mentioned to my like parents, my mom would just be like, oh, like, why are you wasting your time? Because, you know, I'm I'm a full-time lawyer still. You yeah. Know? So it's like, like they're not really thinking that I'm doing anything else. Like, they're yeah, like, it's oh, a total just- shock because like you're, <laughs> you're not even, you weren't on social media before this. Yeah. Right? yeah I was yeah pretty private. Um, And then I remember like towards the end, once I actually got the role, that's when I finally told my parents, like, okay, hey, I'm going to be on reality TV. And they're just like, what's that? Like, they don't <laughs> oh, no. even know what reality TV is, yeah. you know? Like, my parents are, like, old, you know, like, Chinese uh, parents. And they just watch, like, the Chinese channel. And, Do like, they even know who Kim Kardashian is? They have no idea who What? That That's are. great. Yeah, exactly. Does she have, like, 100 million followers or something? I, something well, like that. Yeah, my something. parents don't know social media. They don't know any of that. Wow. So it's like, for them, they're just like, okay, like, what are you really doing? I told them it's, like, going to be on Amazon. And they're just like... Well, that's where we buy our packages from. Like, yeah, like, they didn't What's even know Amazon? about, you know, like they had like Prime Video. Yeah. And so I had to tell them, like, no, this is going to be, you know, watch. Like, people are going to watch all over the world. Like, and their, you know, their like reaction was kind of like, oh, like, are you sure? Yeah. Cause what if they make you look a certain way? Cause you're a lawyer, you know, your image is very important. Yeah. And that was also my kind of, um, my, I was a little apprehensive too because I wasn't sure how I was going to be portrayed. You see a lot of these other, you know, rally dating shows. The Asian guy gets cut really early yeah. on. Yeah. You don't get much screen time, and it's just like you can also get painted as like the bad guy, you know. Yeah. And so I was a little bit like careful, but I, I got a lot of reassurance from the producers, um, really like like promising that they were going to portray us in a positive light. You they know? made you guys look really good on TV. I'm so proud of how you guys were on the show and how they even showed you guys like i felt mm-hmm. like a proud asian brother yeah so the producer of our show actually came from the bachelor franchise oh i didn't know that yeah so um <laughs> you know they want to do something different right because like in the bachelor franchise it's very much like white male and white female kind of like mm-hmm. dominant like, right you don't really right. see many asians there and if you do they're they're cut pretty early yeah and so they told us they want to do something different like something that people haven't really seen before yeah and so that's why like they brought us in and they wanted to showcase our personality and really you know show what asian love would look like on hell screen. yeah mm-hmm. i hope you guys shocked the world on that because being asian i was shocked you know i was like i can't believe i'm seeing these two normal asians on tv right now yeah. yeah, and you see like their whole story. Yeah. It's not just like a snippet or anything yeah. like that. Just crazy. I, I think um a lot of people don't watch these shows on Amazon Prime because it's still kind of new compared to Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. what is your show actually about? Yeah, so it's called The One That Got Away. Yeah. The whole premise is that people from our past 
come back and date us. But it's not like we're dating our exes. It's more so like we're dating misconnections. And mm. it's really cool the way they have it set up. Because like, you know how in Love is Blind, they have like the pods. Yeah. Right. And it's like, like I think Too Hot to Handle, they have like Lana, like their little like gimmick type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like our thing was That's like right. this like mystical like portal. I remember like the way they were shooting it too. They had all this like, like fog and smoke. Yeah. And you walk down this like enchanted forest cool. type of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it was so sick. And then like someone comes out of the portal and then you finally see and it's like like genuine craziness because you're seeing someone you haven't seen in like years right like yeah. the, like the first girl i that came through for me i haven't seen her since college like i'm th- i'm like 30 at the time right so it's yeah. like that's like around like 10 years ago wow. yeah mm-hmm. but like i still recognize i'm like oh my god like what are you doing here like you know like we used to like you know party together in college and stuff like that but like I never, knew, you know, really thought like, oh, maybe we could have dated. And they never told you guys who was coming. No. And they, they just no, they yeah. just did a deep research through yeah. your whole past. They went through like our Instagram, Facebook, contacted like my best friends for like wow. lists of girls. Like, yes, it exactly. was intrusive. Like I literally had girls DM me and be like, Vince, is this a scam? Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, and I'm oh. just like, I was I'm always like, curious about that. Yeah, I'm like a low key, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be on a reality dating show. I don't know if you're interested. They weren't even supposed to message you like that <laughs> they because yeah. none of my guys that came from me messaged me before because they're like not supposed to. Yeah, it's not an NDA. Oh. Yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be yeah. like a surprise. Well, the girls that did come for me, none of them actually messaged me, so they were I all see. like a generous. Oh, yeah. okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's At least you dope. remembered all of yours though. That's true. I, I yeah. know. I remember that one that one guy that you just couldn't remember on the show. Yeah, I really could not. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've ever had interest in such a tall man. I remember just like <laughs> sitting there and like you just see their black silhouette first before you see their face. Oh. So I'm just staying there and I'm like, I mean, he kind of looks attractive, <laughs> I guess. And then I'm like, who is this? Like, I have no idea. And he comes out and I'm like, ah! <laughs> and I'm like, Damn, who are you? you oh, know? you really didn't know. You tried. No, I really did not know who wow. he was. They must have like dug through my Facebook friends and like went yeah. through my mutual friends. You know, like I went to one of the biggest schools in the country, NYU. So it's like, you know, you meet people at parties all the time, but you never see them again. Right. So I think he was just one of those people. And yeah, I just I just did not remember him. And then eventually we talked later. He didn't know who I was either. So what? he thought he was coming on for a Casey Marr who's white. Wow. So we both were not, we did not know each Whose other. Whose fault was That's that? Crazy. Was that the producer's That's fault? The producer's it was, fault. The, oh, I think wow. it was the producer's fault for not sending them my picture. Oh, and my making gosh. sure. So they didn't even, yeah. Crazy. And I was like, wait, what? And then they were like, okay, we're just not going to show this on TV. Yeah. And I was like, it was just too late at that point. Yeah, so that, at that it. time, I was like, whatever. And I was like, to me, I thought he was like a good looking dude. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just treat this like it's The Bachelor. Yeah. Right? The Bachelorette. And like, he's just a blind date. And I actually wound up getting feelings for him, which kind of sucked. But whatever. We're not going to mention his name because some people don't deserve recognition. And he deserved so, that anyway. But <laughs> yeah, I, <bye>. I, I <laughs> genuinely loved your show. And I'm thankful that Christina actually watched it. And I got the chance to watch it with her. I'm not going to watch any other ones with you, though, Christina, because I don't care for these dating shows except for Vince and Casey's. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, is dating in your 30s better than being married? So in your 30s, Christina and I have been married for 
over 10 years. We're almost at 11 years. Crazy. And we have not experienced dating in your 30s because we got married in our late 20s. Mm. Um, so you guys are the ones with all the experience out here. Um, well, how's your life been in, in dating in your 30s? Yeah, how is... Yeah, so you guys actually missed dating in your 20s because mm -hmm. you guys were in long-term relationships. But now being single in your 30s, like how is that? How does it feel? So in, in one in the last episode, guys, um, uh, Casey mentioned that she's been dating for she's in an eight year long term relationship mm -hmm. and Vince was in a nine year long term relationship. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like you guys were married in your 20s. It yeah. did feel like that. Pretty much. It really yeah. did. Because I was like living with my ex for basically the same amount of time. Like, I think we moved in together after like one year. Wow. So we were living together for seven um so yeah i mean going from that to the dating world has been very different because dating apps also didn't exist before oh, that's oh, when i first started dating all kinds of dating apps now i like, i don't even yeah, know what exists I mean, yeah i am on them and like when i first moved to la like that's when i was single mm. so it's probably the worst city to ever be single in for the first time to be honest no offense in la, LA boys Why? everyone's just trying to look for a booty call yeah, in the beginning, yes. Because well, like, yeah, I was naive, young. right? And I was like vulnerable. And I was like, yeah, these guys have great intentions. Like they mm -hmm. want long-term relationships. And then like after, you know, a handful of them, I was like, Wait. I was like, they all kind of scream F-boy to me. Yeah. So then I got like really quick and I was like, okay, now my F-boy radar is like pretty good. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's been... It's been difficult, I would say. Like in the beginning, it was much more traumatic because I didn't know what to expect because yeah. I've never dated before. So I was definitely more like hurt and more vulnerable. So when, um, you, when you say that it's more difficult in your 30s, it's because now you know what you're looking for. So it's harder to find that exact person. I would say, yeah, it's difficult to find that person. Um, That's and, a good thing, though, because you know what you want. Right. So like I would rather have this situation than in my 20s, like fall for a guy that's not good for me. Yeah, And I think exactly. that was kind of what happened with a lot of my exes, like in my 20s or whatever. It's like, I kind of went for the guy that was just head over heels for me. Mm. And I was just like, okay, this means love. This is good. This is healthy. That means he like really adores me, would take care of me. But, you know, once all of that kind of like fades, right? It's like, how am I growing? Yeah, you're just settling. In this relationship. So, you know, that's when I decided to move on from my ex. And I realized you know, my future partner, I want to grow together with that person. And if they're not on the same level or trying to be better in their life, I'm better off being single because that's when I'm my most productive. So it's like, if you can't help me be a better person or be more productive, then like, I don't really want a partner yeah, until I find that person. Time. That's definitely something I've learned in my thirties is that growth. Mm -hmm. finding someone for that growth right and i'm thankful that christina is with me on this growth journey because we've been doing youtube for like eight years yeah so we've grown together and we just keep growing um and it's so hard to find that and we found it young not even knowing that was there right yeah exactly i, I think there's something really special about that though like when you have that connection when you're younger yeah it's like I mean, what, the way you guys met probably it wasn't through a dating app. No. Like, no, right? Like there was some serendipity behind that. You know, that first encounter, the the way that that romance sparked, and like you guys built on that. I don't know. I wasn't even looking for a girl. 
Yeah, I mean, that's I just, the that's, best that's time to find someone. When you're, when you're expecting it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and that's, I think, like, you, Casey, you probably agree, too. Like, when we were in such long-term relationships, like, those, like, just kind of happened organically, mm-hmm. Yeah. right? And then, sure. like, I mean, if you saw us on the show, like, our, our reality show, the one that got away, like, I went on that because I thought, oh, wow, this will give me an opportunity to date, not on the dating apps, but actually give me a chance at a serendipity serendipitous romance something that yeah. you know i can just build organically because nowadays like online dates and everything it feels so um Contrived. like you're just going through the motions like you're you're mm. like it's i don't know like like you're filtering it out yeah you're filtering it out and like the connection doesn't feel as genuine and oh, because gotcha. of that it's like the, the foundation isn't really there to be able to you know to create that um there's push no- and pull that you need, you know, that like little more of a cat and mouse type of chase, yeah. Yeah. you know, like and, and that mm-hmm. like puppy love. And that's, I think what, when I look back at my nine year relationship, that was like the way it started. And that's how like it, it built to something that could really last. I could, you know, like, like, like nowadays people give up so fast, yeah. you know, that you go on a couple nice. dates and then you start seeing some red flags and you're just like, uh, onto the next one. Because what the apps are doing is it gives you the so many options but it's more of like the illusion of options right because you're so many options that you don't end up just choosing one you just want to keep going and looking for the next best thing mm-hmm. but ultimately you know that's kind of like you're shooting yourself in the foot by doing that and yeah. i don't know I, I think for me being a man dating in his 30s is very different from dating in your 30s as a woman right because when from a man's like from my perspective like you're I, i'm 32 now i feel like i'm at like my like peak like women you know want to date someone that has like a career that has like you know they're like like more of established lifestyle already and when you're in your 30s you have that right and i think i'm at that age now where it's like i could also date older too right because like girls in their like late 30s like they you know like they already know that men probably you know are at the point where they're mature and ready to settle down once they're getting through their 30s because when you're in your 20s you're still kind of like in your play mode your friends yeah. are going out and you're your you know you're a little bit more <laughs> single. Yeah. yeah which i didn't really get because i was in such a long-term relationship uh, yeah, right same here. so we miss that so i mean for the past couple you know like I guess being in our 30s this is the first time I was really single for the extended period of time, right? And I'm, I'm still currently single, but like before that, I've never been single. Like I was in a nine-year relationship and then I was single for maybe like a, like five, six months and then boom, I hopped into a three-year relationship right after yeah. that, right? So like I, I think both of us, like we're now actually exploring and dating like truly and finally dating for ourselves for yeah. like the first time. Yeah. You, know, you actually brought up a good point a minute ago, how you're saying that... um you, you lose that organic foundation when you don't create the opportunities of meeting people without filtering, mm-hmm. right? And I think this is the male perspective where, uh, like, Vince kind of wants to create all these opportunities. So if you're on Tinder, you're going to swipe for every girl, right? Uh, sorry, I don't know. Is it swipe? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, Do you but, know? Um, That's the other way. Uh, I don't right know. is so, a good way. So he, <laughs> so you're gonna... so he wants to, to give every girl a chance, right? That's a guy's mentality. But then the girls are probably thinking of the guy like, oh, he just wants to get a booty call for every single girl. Yeah, it's. I would say like I'm mostly swiping left, which is a no. Yeah. I see. Yeah, and then if it's a good looking, I'm like, is he an F boy or not? Yeah. And then, like, if he has some redeeming pictures that show that he's not, then he gets a swipe right. So would you rather do speed dating in person or continue these apps that are pretty much like speed dating? Uh, I'd rather it's not do hard. either, to be honest. I don't, really? yeah. I don't know if speed dating would have a great selection. 
So that's as many either. That's because, true. Yeah. Because honestly, and you went on the speed dating thing like not too long. Ago. I, I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go. So <laughs> like because of the for good reason. Because I thought about it and I was like, what attractive man that has a good job would go to a speed dating event? Yeah, and like they wouldn't. That's not right. enough because time they can, to, to get to. They know can someone. literally just go outside and like pick up a girl. Yeah, the you know good ones I mean? don't have time, right? The ones you're looking for who have like a fulfilled life, they don't have time for these type of little shenanigans. I just think they know who they are and what their value is. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, okay, well, I don't need to pay for this or spend my time doing speed dating. It doesn't seem like the upper yeah. echelon of women that they would want to like attract. That's definitely yeah. the difference between dating in your 20s and your 30s. In your 20s, you don't care. You got the time and energy to do all that. But in your 30s, you're just really sticking to your you know what you want and that's it oh absolutely yeah. even like like on the apps i'm like mostly swiping left too because yeah. even if you see a hot girl like they need to be you know like a certain criteria and it's like if you're going to spend your time and actually your energy to talk to them yeah like they need to be like already like oh i i am gonna meet up with her like the profile already is like enough i just want to be able to build rapport, mm, yeah you so know do you guys like that you're dating in your 30s or would you rather be married well, actually, going back to that real quick, Vince, you were actually engaged, right? You were? Hey, spoiler alert. I thought you watched the whole show. <laughs> I don't remember, man. <laughs> he remembers all the shirtless parts. Yeah, you just remember the shirtless parts. <laughs> only, only the important parts. Yeah. yeah. I, I was engaged on the show. It's crazy because, right, like we were filming the show for like five, six weeks and I got engaged. Only? Yeah, only for five, Wait, six weeks. You but... proposed to Eureka? Yeah, I proposed to Eureka. Wow, Where how did I Where were totally, you? I remember a little bit, but yeah, yeah, that was that was how the show ended. And I just remember like going like in that time, I was like, man, my exes, if they watch this, they're gonna kill me. Cause I was in a nine year relationship and a three year relationship and I didn't I, I didn't propose for either of those. Yeah. And then now I'm like this crazy person who's on TV yeah. for like five, six weeks and and he's ready to propose. But one thing that people don't really know is that when you're in this environment, right? Like yeah. Like you're focused on love. Like mm -hmm. you have no cell yeah. phone, no internet. Like twenty four seven producers are asking, you, "How do you feel about this girl?" You know, like like it's like a boot camp for love, and you're just in your feelings. I was journaling every day. Yeah, you have these like beautiful dates, perfect dates. I had a hot air balloon. Like you know, like dates that are like you, that yeah. you read out of a romantic novel. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's like how do you not get feelings you know what i mean how do you mm. not like start feeling something and then you, know, you start seeing them so much and i started getting more off camera time with eureka that you know we had a conversation off camera and we we're just like yeah i think this is something that we want to do wow yeah and it was like it wasn't even really like producer induced like i was telling you like my storyline wasn't you know like like written or like you know swayed in a certain way like i really chose every single decision myself and i got down to the final you know like like couple days and they're like we're, we're wrapping up filming like we need to we need to you know have these endings Someone ready needs for your to get story married now <laughs> no, no one even came up to me and asked me like vince do you want to get married i wasn't even like that it was just more you like you just felt it yeah i remember eureka asked me it's like oh I, or she was like i want to leave as more than just boyfriend girlfriend and i was just like <gasps> Whoa, Whoa. this hopeless romantic oh I my was, god i was so in my hopeless romantic zone like pisces one thousand percent just so much like love pouring out and i'm just like which is also why like dating now is just a little bit different because obviously that didn't end right yeah. end well right like spoiler alert, i'm single but you know now it's like going through that and there was a lot of ptsd from that, oh, that no. i was just like oh i don't want to date for a while so i took a little bit of a break 
and then now like trying to start dating again like i like will make a little bit of effort and then i'm just like you know what i told casey i was like i don't even want to go on dates anymore remember i was telling you that Mm -hmm. i was like i'd rather just like when we go out and you know we're doing our events and stuff like that like to meet people organically yeah you know and have like you have that banter and to see them at an event again and then like you know once you kind of like start seeing someone in your social circle more and more it's like that organic like connection is like the best because like nowadays you got to go on a date it's like such a commitment it is you know you gotta block out two three hours and then for girls it's like four to five hours because you have to get ready ready. Mm -hmm. exactly and it's just it's just too much like i don't know i i that's why like i think referrals that's (laughs) the way to go yeah referrals is like the way to go like Like, no actually friend referrals are the best because it's like they know you the best they know know that person the best and like personality is so important to us because we're so sociable people yeah we're such sociable people so knowing how people react to our friends and environment is the most like organic way possible and probably has the highest success rate for something long term the way that we actually met we actually met through mutual friends see yeah we didn't meet through mutual friends we were just at the same place and there were mutual friends there, but I I was hitting on you without them. I thought you were there. <laughs> I thought you were there with uh, with a friend that I knew. That's so, the only reason why like, no, I talked to you. I don't remember. It was either my birthday or someone else's birthday. And she was a bartender at this lounge. Mm. And so I was like, I'm going to go hit up this bartender. I had no idea that we had mutual friends. So... But like being in that same environment happened because of your mutual friends. Yeah. Why? Oh, no. The reason why yeah. she talked to me was because of the mutual friends. But I didn't know we had those. Yeah. Yeah. And your bartender, so you probably get hit on all the time. So like, oh, I'll give this give this guy a chance because yeah. he knows these yeah. people. Yeah. That's why I was saying like I wasn't ready to find a girl at that time because I just got a long long term relationship. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to see if I can hit on the bartender and see what happens. Bold move, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to try it. a movie thing, right? <laughs> what, was, like, what was your line? Do you yeah, remember? what did you say? Shit, I, I don't, don't remember. Know. I just, anytime, like, I think with all customers, I was always like, here, take a shot. I was that bartender that would always try to hook you up. Yeah. And if you order something, I'd be like, all right, double, triple, shot it up, you know, yeah. here you go. Yeah, we, I think we, I was just trying to make her drink with me. That was probably the first thing. And then second would be like, go take a break with me. And then third is just, keep going back by myself so like i would never go to the bar so by myself like oh my ever. god and he wasn't a drinker but, either damn yeah. i need yeah. that energy where do we find that <laughs> that's effort we it, like that that doesn't exist anymore right yeah. it actually yeah. old school, old school, it is rare yeah. yeah but it's crazy though because i had a boyfriend at that time too so i mm, was like i didn't know i told you after he tried to give me a kiss one time and i was like i still Whoa. got it yeah kind of <laughs> Kind of. I mean, if, hey, that ain't an ego boost. Yeah, that's a pretty big ego boost. Yeah. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, I kissed the girl with the guy. I mean, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> oh my I mean, if that's what you're right. into, that's fine. Anyways, wait, hold on. Um, wait, hold on. So huh? To defend myself so I don't look like a villain, uh, that relationship was already falling apart because I had just found out um, mm. like within that month that that guy was actually legally married to someone that he brought into the states oh, and man. i was already cutting ties asians, with that so. asians always oh. trying to illegally marry their cousins for money yeah dang that's so weird he got paid for it though so and you got nothing I'm, where's where's my share i'm we're married now do i get a share of your ex-boyfriend's money <laughs> <laughs> i'm just yeah. kidding you stole so, so, so the other yeah. thing was oh i didn't steal christina <laughs> away also um i made the move to give her a kiss and she didn't know she backed up, but I still kept going. 
you know. I was so, trying to be respectful. But, you know. um, was it a good kiss? The first I thought kiss? so. <laughs> She's Christina? laughing. She's like, no, uh, I, I pulled back. He, she was he, like, like he needed some back. practice. <laughs> I kind of moved back. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know that was the yeah. reason. Yeah. I thought she just right. did that because she didn't want to like kiss. move fast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to get the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> and you put a you put a ring on it, dude. Look That's at true. It. It's a nice yeah. one. Nice ring. Thank How you. did you know she was like the one? Um. She's way different from all the other girls that I've had. So she wasn't about fighting like all the other ABGs. She didn't. Um, she was more about like family where she was like, let's save money on this. Let's, you know, so she was not like cheap, but she knew how to save money where other girls mm. I was with just always try to spend money mm. or use my money all the time. Stuff yeah. like that. Right. Because as a oh. guy, you always spend money on girls. Right. And for her, she wasn't like that. So, yeah. I never met someone who was so cheap. And I was just like, oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the one. That's the Asian culture, dude. Yeah. That's how it is. Wait, so it is. Well, so I have a question. Since you guys asked us, I yeah. want to know, you guys have been married for so long. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously you know, behind closed doors, there's always going to be certain, you know, hardships in a marriage, right? Yeah. Like, but there's also like what you guys, I, I see you guys on screen. I see you guys on your videos, like your family, like, and it's beautiful. Thank but, you. You know, like, but you guys have been married for so long. Do you guys ever think like, oh, like, I wonder what it would be like to be single, like, you know, at N- your guys' age? No, I don't. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, no. I've definitely dressed a little bit. No, I don't think I'm missing out on anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I've, every time I try to think about it, I'm like, I don't see it any other way. I think for me, um, like, because when we met, we were like, completely different people mm-hmm. and um with you guys saying like you're very social you're like very outgoing mm-hmm. and stuff and that's how we started but then um after having kids and everything else too i think i'm still more like oh let's go do this let's go out let's go to the club or something I see yeah that. she's the more yeah. fun one yeah no, and then for him if i turn <laughs> like i was saying before if i bump up the music a little bit too loud yeah <laughs> i remember know? when we when we first met it was at it was, it was in vegas yeah. and then we went to the nightclub we went to zook together yeah all four of us and i remember christina was so hyped because it was like you guys don't get to go out much because yeah. of the kids and christina was just so high i remember like and me and him were just chilling in the back and he's just like oh i'm ready when you guys are man <laughs> <laughs> and then you're tired, like okay man. i was like no and I was like, um, bye. And then like, I stood up to the front and like, get as close to the DJ in the back as possible. You know why? It's <laughs> so I can feel the music. Clubs are not meant for guys. They're meant for girls. He loved it. Yeah, yeah he but, he, but he, he loved, loved it. it. But he's also looking for girls too. So like as a guy mm. who already has a girl, mm. I have okay. no intentions of trying to have fun at the club in terms of, because when a guy goes to the club, he's like, okay, I'm gonna go find a girl or if I'm with the girl, I'm gonna have fun with her and do all this stuff. And so... When now I'm at the club, I'm like, I'm not looking for a girl. My wife can have fun. But know, what about with, the the music part of it? Do you not like to dance? Not so much. Not so much. Oh, you see, that's that's a you. Problem. Yeah, that's yeah, the only time used to, he used he changed. To dance. It doesn't sound like a married problem. It's, it's, like a, you problem. it's a personality thing. I now. used to dance to try to get in the pants. Hey. Right, oh, but now it's like okay. classic. There's no motivation for that anymore. And no, I mean in terms of damn, dude. I mean in terms of like, let's go rip on Aunt Ma episode one. I'm talking about like I don't need to go like the first time going on a date and then going to a dance and dancing on the dance floor. I don't need to do that type of 
feel anymore right mm-hmm. like the first date thing where it's like let's try to grind a little bit and then let's see where that goes <laughs> later like yeah. no i know where it's all gonna go so let's just you let's can just, try in other let's ways. just chill at the table drink up and we'll go home and get it done <laughs> <laughs> get it done no, but honestly uh so for me i love being married in my 30s uh for you guys you know where are you at with it do you think that you'd be you're better off now or you do you wish you'd be married now are you living your best life i honestly i do want to settle down like if i find the right Mm -hmm. one i want to settle down um i want to you know be able to have a family and everything like that like you are like also having fun right now too yeah i'm having fun i'm not i'm not just like oh i need to find a wife like i'm not out here hunting yeah Yeah. like i'm letting it come you know and like i'm gonna have fun in the meantime like i'm gonna meet people but like ideally if i find you know a person that i really connect with yeah and that you know that really i can see long term like that is really what i'm looking for like that's that's what i'm hoping for but i'm not like actively i would say looking but you know like we're we're going out all the time like yeah like we we have so many opportunities i guess that Mm -hmm. to meet people but also like our lifestyle is just very different from before like oh for sure yeah like we've been traveling every single weekend for five weeks in a row i know it's been crazy you know and it's like finding someone also that can match that type of energy yeah so too is enjoy your life right now guys Um, yeah as your older brother um you know (laughs) just really enjoy it like if you don't have kids yet you know take your time you don't need a rush you don't need to rush getting married just enjoy your life i'm yeah I'm very happy with where you guys are at right now. Yeah, like this is like the first time where I've been able to find happiness like on my own. Nice. So like I've never experienced that before. And like being able to live my life to the fullest. Like I just started going to festivals like last December for the yeah. first time in my entire life. I wow. took her to her what? first festival. Yeah. Actually, I took her I took her to a lot of first things. Like we, Yeah, we I, like, I so moved to LA Aww. just because I wanted to start over. You know, yeah. like my, my life on the East Coast, it was a little bit done. I needed to change. And I've just felt like my life would be better here. You definitely so, made the right choice. Yeah. Thank you. And I since, think I did too. Since he doesn't go to festivals anymore, you know, we can go to some. Okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's go. Bye. <laughs> for, for your benefit. I'll, I'll you face know, on you in, I got yeah, you. Who, who is that? I'll, I'll look out, I'll look out for you. Your right, festival guys. buddies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a really great dynamic. I love it. It's pretty I, funny. Like, I, I don't see anyone else on... Well, I don't follow anybody else from the show, but it seems like no one else really hangs out but you guys. Yeah, they all suck. No, what? Yeah, we, we love them. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm very sarcastic. But yeah, I like I think the best thing that came out of the show is like us becoming best friends, for sure. That's awesome. <gasps> you guys yeah. would never date? We're very not compatible. <laughs> so now you're brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we fight okay. way too much. Definitely. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just not. And then work. in like five years, it's gonna change, and then you guys gonna get married. No, I mean, I don't, we, I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, we, no offense. We've had we've had a lot of conversations about. It. I mean, people always wow. like assume that yeah. like, yes, oh, they you assume guys are dating. dating. So yeah. it's like the conversation gets brought up a lot. But like, yeah, even like from the get go, like after the show when she moved to LA and we were talking, like we we got to know each other and like we saw the vibes and the chemistry and we were just like, no, like like. I think there's a saying out there that's like, if you really like somebody or you really vibe with someone, it's better to be friends than to actually date, right? Because like yeah. people that you date, like, you know, they kind of almost come in and out of your life. Yeah, right. Like True. for us, like we genuinely loved like our connection, spending time with each other, but there was just like no romantic spark and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? It's like, and, yeah. and I think that like even for both of us, this is our first really like close you guys, friendship from the other sex i guess yeah you guys are yeah. almost like best friends yeah and this is when best friends fall in love 
I don't know. I'm, I'm just kidding. All right. So in today's episode, guys. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, how our sex life has been in our 30s. Uh, because we got two people who have been dating in their 30s and mm. two people who have been married in, a, in their 30s. And I'm pretty sure they're both very, very different. Or is it the same because we're all in our 30s? So, mm. you know, you guys have been on the show uh, less than a year ago. And I'm sure your life has changed. And you've seen a lot of people since then. I'm sure a lot of girls and guys DM you and stuff. And, you know, have you guys, how's your sex life now? Oh, my God. I was waiting to see where this was going to go. I was like, is this a or are we just going straight in? Straight in. So when was the last time you had sex? (laughs) Not answering that question for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it as active as it is? When you were in your 20s or is it so like, for example, in your 20s, we all just do it like rabbits. Right. So like when you meet a new girl or new guy, you guys have sex. And especially for the first time, maybe you're going to do it like two or three times in the same night. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and so yeah. in your 30s, I don't think that really happens. Or does it? It's just, oh. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, well, both of us were in super long term relationships, right? So yeah. like, we didn't really get that like F boy, F girl phase in our 20s to like go. Right. go I never crazy. did either. But every yeah. time you had your first relationship, you did have that phase. Oh, for sure. Oh, right? the rabbit yeah. phase. Yeah, the yeah. rabbit phase. The yeah. bunny hopping. The honeymoon like, all phase. day, all night. Sure. In the shower, in the car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, let's, <laughs> Wait, just, let's just say I feel like we're experiencing our 20s and our 30s, but with a more gotcha. mature, level-minded headset. I see. Yeah. So okay, you're not going around. So this is why we got married young. It's because when we're in our early 20s, we did way too many drugs. We had a lot of sex. We did a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, a lot of bad stuff to the point where we're like, okay, we're over it. And we got married. And these guys are just starting I mean, that We're just life. starting all That's that That's what I'm now. saying. You guys are complete opposites you're of You're so us. responsible. You guys got yeah. your careers done first. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Wow. And then I know people who were like single all in their 20s and now they're struggling to like get yeah. a career or exactly. like work for themselves mm-hmm. and stuff. They're too focused on trying to chase girls or whatnot. Like the yeah. priorities weren't right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I feel like the very mature one out of all my friends, like from high school, for example. Yeah. And then they look at me and they're like, I think you did it right. Yeah. I was like, did I though? Because like I, I wish I experienced my prime in my 20s, too. Of course. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, like, when I was in my 20s, I was grinding so much. I didn't really have that many friends. And, like, now I just have so many, you know? So, it's, like, it's totally opposite. Yeah. But I, would, I, I don't think I would do it any other way, though, for me. I think what, what's now is better than maybe if it were reversed. Yeah. You know what I'm, what I'm starting to realize is that... The difference in the sex between your 20s and 30s is not about the quantity, it's the quality. So the sex in your 30s is much better because it's with, I guess, More almost the right people, oh. right? Yeah. If, if you're dating, it's someone who you're, you think is going to be the right person. For us being married, it is with the right person. So it's a totally different ballgame. Yeah, mm. I think I didn't realize how much I was going to learn. Because like when you you're mean? when I was in my first two relationships, like you figure out like, oh, this is what my girl likes, you know, like you gotta, you know, it's like cracking a code. It's like oh, you gotta lick the <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do it like <laughs> right, you gotta right. get the feel, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, it's like you're cracking a code. Once you get the code down, it's like all right, I'm got, you know, I got it. And then you know, you you play around with it here and there. And then my my second act, same thing. 
But then once you start like, you know, actually hooking up with other girls and then you start like, you know, like realizing, oh no, girls get off differently. Like they yeah. like different things. And then you start like, you know, you're opening up the box. I'm like, I remember like I was like dating a girl and she was like, oh my God, like you're so proactive in wanting to learn. Like this learn how to like, you know, like, like pleasure me or right. learn how to like be better. Cause I'm just like, yeah, like I, I want to be able to crack the code. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. And I, I didn't realize that in my twenties, I was just like, Oh, you know, probably all girls like that. But like, I'm like doing all these hand motions. Yeah. I get it. Cause you're as a guy, you're trying to have this feeling of achieving accomplishments. Right. Cause he was the same way um, when we first started going out. And yeah. then he used to tell me like, Oh yeah. Like I used to actually research to see like what techniques work and all this stuff. And that's how he learned everything. I only yeah. did that for you. I've never did Uh-oh. that for any other girl. Oh, so I wanted to effort. pleasure you and like make things really happen. Yeah. Or, and I also want to be like, let's see what I can really master or do. So. No, that's the way you got to research. Like no, I've, that's good. I've gone on Pornhub and just like, look, I, there's this guy like, I think it's called like Mr. Pussy Eater or something. <laughs> okay. Bro, so like, yeah. And like okay. he, he just knows what he's doing. I'm just like, I want to learn. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm out here yeah. like, you know, trying to figure out tips and stuff. Like, so I've done the same. Great. Like, so like you don't know sometimes guys watch porn because they like what Vince is saying they want to learn something right so sometimes it's like you want to learn how to make a girl squirt yeah right mm. yeah exactly yeah i didn't realize like like there's certain motions right like like yeah. the rhythm and stuff like you you need to be in tune with it and it's like a lot of it's like learning by trial and error too right like you're, you're going in you figure out yeah. what they like and and it's like i don't know like like that's the best part of like sex is like i feel like once you're you're that push pull of like oh like yeah i like this i don't and you're you're kind of flirting with each other yeah and i don't know the the way that the sex develops in the relationship too it's like people don't really see that because it's all behind closed doors mm-hmm. yeah right but that's such a vital part of like like the chemistry that you guys have you know so here's the difference mm-hmm. i think in my i don't think it's 20s and 30s it's more like early 20s and late 20s so my early 20s i was just trying to fuck every girl and like just really do it for myself right i mean i didn't do I mean, every that, girl that i'm just saying so, yeah i'm just saying like yeah. i was just like i just want to go bang 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 and that's it but then in your late 20s you're like what can i do to master things yeah. so like it's more of a mature uh thought yeah process. i think that's actually rare too because i don't think i've met too many guys who actually try to look into like trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to satisfy their women and stuff because usually they're just thinking about themselves and they're just like ah, oh, no foreplay i just want to get in get out i'm done like forget about my partner yeah so. very yeah. few men ask and when they ask i'm like oh he cares i right i was like, like oh. okay <laughs> i was like let me keep him around for a little bit longer and see what happens and I also think like in terms of like the chemistry you were saying, like emotional connection, at least for women, is really important. Mm-hmm, definitely. Like I cannot get off unless I'm emotionally connected with the dude, like mm-hmm. no matter what. So no matter how skilled he is, I'll just be like, All yep. right. If wow, you're not you're connected mentally, you're yeah, just like, Yeah, if we're not uh, connected mentally, it's just not going to be good. Wow. So like yeah. actually as I've gotten older, um, I'm more selective like in – who would be like my partner yeah okay you know what i mean yeah so it could be someone you can connect with and he has like the smallest wee wee and you'll still be okay wee wee who says that <laughs> i know we went from saying squirt to wee wee yeah. so it will get better after like the second or third time oh the because you're telling wee-wee. him what to do or you're it's adjusting because to it's it. mentally like better because oh, you're I connected see. with gotcha. them more and you understand who they are and you love more about them yeah then you're making more love rather than it just being like animalistic 
Because if he's like suffering in that department, then it's like. There's nothing to go off of. Wait, how how small is the smallest guy you guys have? You got had? oh <laughs> I've seen I've seen a micro penis before. What's what's a micro penis? What size is that? Uh four inches or less. Okay. Thank you. Guys are punching air right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm cheering right now. I'm like, thank God. (laughs) I've had a partner where uh, I didn't know like if he was in or not. What? Yeah. Yeah. You just don't feel it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I guess I just have to go along with it, right? Because what are you gonna do? Like, sorry. You're really nice. Huh? You just fake it the whole time. Well, I actually saw it and I left. Damn, oh, see, dang. That's two different reactions. Right I know. There. Wow. She was like, I dealt with it. I'm not like, well, okay. Make him feel bad. I was like, I have to go. Wow. Well, I've actually done that too. I've been on the other side where I put it in and then I was like, oh, this feels so sloppy. I'm oh, out. Like, like it was oh, too wow. wide? It was wide and just sloppy and like. Sloppy. What does that mean? It, it was big and I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, because like, yeah, I, I like it kept queefing, like it had too it much did, space. It did. It kept making noises <laughs> too. So and I was just down. like, and this was a girl that I dated for a while before getting it in. And oh. then after that incident, I just completely dropped it. Damn. See, that's why, like, when people, well, like, when you say like women should wait like X amount of dates for sex, I think it really just depends on what you feel with that the connection. Person. Yeah. Because, like, I've waited maybe like four or five dates before and, like, with this one guy where I was like, oh my God, he might be marriage material, whatever. And then when we had sex, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, I just wasted like a month yeah. and a half of my time. All right. So you guys uh, have sex first. That's well, what we no, learned. that's not what I'm no. recommending. <laughs> I'm just on the kidding. connection. Yeah, based on the connection, yes. like you shouldn't be so harsh on your rules mm-hmm. is what right. I'm saying. Like maybe have it in your mind, like be more selective. But if you have like a genuinely like amazing connection and it's like your second date, and it's working out, then like it's okay. Go is this for it, why you know? people outside of the Asian culture who talk about sex more often and more comfortable about it, like Americans, they talk about these things on their dates before even having sex so they can figure it out? What are they, what do you mean? Like, what do they talk about? Like, oh, what do you like to do in bed? I don't think people I don't, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I've never talked no, about I've, that's I've what I'm that. That's what I'm saying. Asians don't talk about it. Oh. Um, and then I usually just don't date them. <laughs> oh, so, so they're the ones who initiate it. And- oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that would turn me off. Because yeah. it's like, it oh, so that's the off. only thing that you want to know about. Because I feel like know? girls are extra alert, you know, because yeah, of this generation be. of dating where hookup culture is so rampant. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you were looking for like, oh, so this guy's just an F boy, right? And like little every little thing that they they say like can that can be misinterpreted that way, you're gonna be like, no, this Oh guy's my gosh, boy. girls misinterpret things so far off the spectrum, it's wild. I mean, these are pretty direct. Like if you see my dating app messages, it's just oh, do man. you wanna have sex, basically. Yeah. In the message. Well, also you your know? dating app before was just straight titties. Like no, her, it wasn't. her back in the day, yeah. Before, like we like you, you were like it was oh, just basically my I Instagram, but like without the lingerie. She showed a lot of titties, and I, I was think like, this is why I you're have dating. them, Vince, and I'm wearing but, lower yeah, cut. If you shirts. have them, show them. You know? Yeah, but it's like if you're looking for like you're looking for a husband, yeah. right? Like you're yeah. looking for long term. You gotta like have certain type of photos. I wasn't like purposely like, being like, oh, these are my titties. Let's show them. It was just inadvertently like these photos are already on my Instagram, and they're beautiful, and they. I took a lot well, of time. I'm telling you from a guy's perspective, though. Right, like, no, when you but I'm see a girl a wearing that and she has fake titties like that, and that's going to be every, fo- in every okay, photo. Okay, but obviously that was not my intention, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but intention. the guy doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that's what he's saying. Right, right. But, like, in my defense, like, I had no idea, like, that's what a guy would be thinking. 
You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like for me, this is what I show the public. So I'm going to show these curated photos in my dating app too because they make me look the best. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now as like a big brother, anytime a guy looks at your photo or looks at you, they're thinking about sex. No, yeah. So, now I know that. But yeah. now it's like me. I have like one in my, my gym clothes. It's like a selfie. And then like one of me eating. And like what's, what are the other ones? I just remember the one that but I took of you much at, more at like Korean wholesome. barbecue. Yeah, you have like, and you weren't actually showing your titties. You look like, you know, like, like kind of like, oh, mm, like, <laughs> you know, a little bit more like that. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I didn't do this. Okay. I know, but it was more like that vibe, you know what I mean? Where the other ones oh. just like, you know, you're just like, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know? Now like, I know why so, you guys are not going to date ever. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but now I get like feedback where like guys are like, oh, your profile looks very wholesome. Cool. Mm, and I'm like, that's awesome. Cool. So then I've adapted it, mm-hmm. refreshing it with pictures that are similar yeah. um, to like what I actually do in my life. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I like to work out. I like to yeah. eat. Um, I do have like one red carpet photo because like I want them to show like I can't hide all of my content creation life. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I take off my Instagram to reserve judgment. Yeah. But I do put like one photo that looks a little bit more polished. Mm. So... Yeah, I have definitely more variety. One with my pets, so they know I'm like an animal lover, <laughs> stuff like that. So, but see, I feel like guys like when they look at girls like their profiles, it's way less like analytical. They're just like more, more like smash or pass, Ooh, right? Yeah. Like when they're kind of just casually. But then, like based off the smash genre, they're putting you in a box, right? They're like when I smash, hit it and quit it, or hit it and commit it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. it was like that box that they yeah. put you okay. in. Already. Is she like one month or is she one year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas like for guys, like when I'm making my profile, like I know girls are going to be analyzing everything, you know, in terms of height, um, career, um, you know, even just the quality of photos, like, or like how many of the photos are actually selfies. Like I know girls are looking into all that because like you said, like you, you're basically swiping no for most of them. And like mm-hmm. the ones that you do swipe, you're like, oh, maybe I would actually go on a date with this guy. Right. And it's so like for a guy, like you have to curate your profile much more like diligently, I feel like to actually get matches. I mean, that's not true. Like, you had to curate my entire dating app and, like, you deleted all my photos and were like, let me replace them but with you, all of these. You had a bunch of matches, but you just didn't have the hidden committed matches. You had a bunch of hidden quitted types I had, of like, a oh. wide cast net. Yeah, but you still had matches in general. Whereas for guys, you're not even going to get matches unless you have a super curated, right? And then within those, maybe there's, like, a 5% of those girls are like, oh, I just want to smash this guy. And the other ones are like, oh, I, so maybe I, I want to So I think, like, for commit. guys, a curated one gets you more matches. And for women, a curated one actually gets you less matches but higher quality men it gets you more of the hidden committed type of matches and a lot of girls don't know the difference that's the problem Mm -hmm. that's the problem they just think oh i'm hot i get a bunch of matches but they don't realize they're getting a bunch of just guys that just want to hook up with them that was one big thing that he did teach me about like looking better on my dating app to be taken more seriously oh that makes sense so that did help a lot all right uh the difference between having money in your 20s versus your 30s in a relationship um but obviously it always starts off with what did what jobs did you guys have in your 20s or what is your first job are we talking about teenage years or like real jobs after college for example for me my very first job was working at the mall at dairy queen slash orange julius so i was making drinks ice cream hot dogs Mm. and so i was making like what's minimum wage back then like six bucks an hour seven bucks an hour that's not aware. Something like that, I'm- right? <laughs> and uh, it was just ridiculous at that time. But um, even making so little money, 
I was using that money, not even for myself, not even to buy a car. I wasn't thinking about myself. I was just thinking about buying stuff for girls. Like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Let's use this money to buy this girl this humongous 10 feet doll that she's just going to throw away, you know? But you think it's like, it's sweet, right? So I would spend a lot of money on girls in my 20s at a minimum wage job. So we're talking about in our 20s and not like our first job then well I mean, that was, was his was first like, job i was like 17 oh, did, oh okay yeah. okay so my first job was actually um i tried working at mcdonald's when i was 18 and i worked there for maybe like a day or two and i quit because um i had to i was doing the register i was doing everything um and then i also had to clean the bathrooms yeah. which Ew. i did not like i that was one thing but the one thing that really just that set it off for me was like um i had like a male manager and he was trying to help me put on my uniform and then like it was what? like a button or like a bow that you have to put on and he got Ooh. so close to me it was like face to face and he was trying to like help me put it on and i was so uncomfortable Ew. and i just called off the next day and i quit Oof. yeah I, yeah i would have done the that, same thing it wasn't yeah. worth the money mcdonald's not yeah, worth the money. that's yeah. a lawsuit though what was like we'll talk later <laughs> <laughs> no that was a long time ago though you know what yeah. is the point of girls having jobs well i wanted to work because i wanted to be more independent because i've never really uh relied on my parents financially um and i think i just wanted i guess i've always had the mindset to work because i wanted to save money like for, for a family or oh, for I myself see. as i got older mm, yeah that's why i married you, you. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's so asian culture though right it like is. growing yeah. up even to, like, for save me, money yeah i was like always brought up in a, a culture that's like saving money like my dad like we would shop at like tj maxx and ross and yeah. even when mm -hmm. i bought stuff from ross my dad's like you got to go with me so we can get the the, the tuesday 10 percent, 10 percent off senior citizen discount yeah. like, we would get yes. clearance and then the 10 percent off on that i'm just like that's Yo. a steal <laughs> yeah. Yeah. every time i go home my dad's like he'll show me the stuff that he bought and he'd be like guess how much and i always over guess i'm like 40 knowing deep down it's probably like 15 and he's like mm -mm. <laughs> and he's, and the look on his face the satisfaction so of like that. the deal oh he gets God. it's like i just play into it every time and i it just makes him so happy what a good sign but yeah but that that's like you know instilled in me so i've always yeah. been very much like conscious of like money and saving and I feel like I usually spend more money on other people than like myself because yes. my parents were like that. You know? Do you think that's a guy thing? Because all I do is spend money on my friends and girls. Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, that's definitely not a girl thing. Yeah, no, like, sure. We don't spend money on guys ever. Yeah. Yeah. We usually don't have to. Right? Right. That's <laughs> right. why I like, so I've worked so many jobs in my past where sometimes it would be like three jobs for during the same time just so I could pay for going out for myself and then buying girls shots and things like that. Yeah. I mean, my first job was also a minimum wage job. It was at Abercrombie. Nice. I filled the Asian status quo of my very white neighborhood. <laughs> you were that one. That, that was one That's a flex, though. Yeah, that is a flex. flex. Yeah, I was that like, oh my flex. God, maybe I'm pretty. You know what I mean? Because like at Abercrombie, you had to be like a certain level of attractiveness, I guess. So, and they always put me in the front. Which is also and a I was lawsuit, like, right? No, I get sorry. It. Well, they have <laughs> because... actually a documentary on Netflix about all of that. But mm. but yeah, I got that job because I wanted to buy better clothes. And that's how I got into fashion, actually. Because yeah. oh, okay. I finally had freedom to express my creativity. 
So before I would also shop at like Ross, TJ Maxx and like Burlington Coat Factory. My mom would always have like an envelope of coupons (laughs) where she would like take out and like get the discount on top of clearance or like whatever. So I had a very like saving mentality, like you can't spend. And then I got, I guess, kind of greedy or like I really liked clothes all of a sudden. And I was like, well, I was like, can we go shopping again? I was like, I don't have enough clothes. There's not enough variety. Nothing's new. And then my dad was like, looked at me straight in the eye and he's like, you want your own clothes, you get your own job. And I'm like, nice. Okay. And I was like, let me go get a job. So then I started like asking all my friends what they did. And like the it job was Abercrombie. And I was like, do you think they would accept, accept someone that looks like me? And then my friend who was a white blonde girl. Yeah. She was like, I think they would if I referred you. So she referred me and then I got an interview and then my personality, I guess, won it over. There's always that one Asian girl that works at Abercrombie. Yeah, I was that you one Asian girl. girl. There's always that you one were. whitewashed Asian girl, which is like, was so mean. I will never <laughs> judge a book by its cover because the way you look, you do your makeup, the way you dress is straight up ABG. Is it really? I knew he was going to say that. It is. No I would never think you're a whitewashed. And now it makes so total sense when I ask you things about like Chinese culture or like Chinese food. And you're like, I don't know how to say this in Chinese or that. And like, I'm like, what? You look yeah. so Chinese. But ABGs are more in tune with their culture. They are. They yeah. are. That's true. It's, it's just because like, I also don't get along with them as well. Like, because I'm like, what are you doing? Or like, why are you dressing this way? Or like. What food is that? You know, like it's, it, there's still differences. So like a cultural difference still, even though you're both. I'm like in between. So this right. Is yeah. How we're going to find out if you're a true ABG or not. Is your favorite drink Hennessy? No, it's not. There you go. I'm, she is not I'm an actually ABG. not. I might look like one and yeah. I might have like the ABG starter toolkit. You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> yeah. could easily become a full on ABG. You can, you can. But I didn't even know Hennessy was an Asian drink until I moved to L.A. Oh, and yeah. that's like recent. That's how out of touch wow. of like Asian culture I am. Wow. And I'm going back to black, you know, Amy Winehouse. Like, yeah, I, I've I've actually moved to L.A. to become more Asian, but more like by food and culture. You know what I mean? Rather than like ABG, although now I'm going to festivals. So, oh, that's yeah. kind of pretty ABG. So <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, well, my first job. Um, I worked at one of my first jobs. I, it, it was at a cafe. Why do you sound so sexy right now? Because you know we're doing this late night. Uh, <laughs> it's not even late. Guys. <laughs> it's like it's like all the afternoon. It's one for a podcast because you can't take off the shirt. You know, oh, that shirt's gonna slowly come off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I, I worked at a cafe. I actually worked there because I wanted to start a chocolate company. What? Yeah, I, I'm not gonna give away too much because who knows? I might still start it, but okay. it was gonna be like a chocolate cafe. And so I was like, oh, I should get some cafe experience. And so I worked at this like sandwich shop that was also kind of a cafe. And I would be like making coffees and stuff and handling the register and just to get that customer experience. But I was also doing like the dishes in the back. Oh, wow. And so I I was doing all that stuff. But I remember my boss would always tell me like, oh, like, like Vince, like you're so great with the customers, but you're, you're just kind of slow. Like I was just like, you know, kind of slow moving, like, like some of these other people that were hustling, they were just like, bam, making these sandwiches cut. And I'm just like, I was like kind of taking my time with certain things. So I didn't last very long. Yeah. I lasted maybe like, like three months or so, but I just like, I wanted to gain that experience so I can start my, my own company. 
And inst- but what I decided instead, we were deciding between um, my ex girlfriend and I, between starting a chocolate cafe kind of company or starting a hot sauce company. Nice. And we decided to actually do the hot sauce company first because it was less um, less overhead in terms of you know like because you have a cafe you have to have like you know a a brick and mortar right mm-hmm. and you have to have all this like like staff and you're you're committed to being there all the time yeah. right whereas a product right like we can get a co packer manufacturer to like make the product and we don't actually have to be at a physical location and it was just a lot more um, you know less risk at the time. Because I remember we started the hot sauce company. It was just like um, her dad's sauce. And we were just like, yeah. oh, let's just see, um, you know, if people will like it. Because I used to love it. I asked for it all the time. I was like, there's nothing like this at like Ranch 99. And yeah. we should sell it to, you know, at this farmer's market. I remember the first farmer's market we sold out. Like 75 wow. jars in like, oh, that's crazy. like an hour and a half at the Alhambra's farmer's market. Wow. And that's when I was like, okay, no, this is for real. Like there's potential. And I just loved selling it i love like telling people about it i love sampling you know and, and telling people like about the sauce i was like very passionate about it and it just you know blew up and now you know five six years later it's it's in all of like the whole foods and sprouts and it was like the original wow. chili oil sauce because now yeah. you see all these There's chili oil so sauces many. coming yeah, out so right? before yeah. it was laogama and then and then we were like, you know what? There's no like elevated um, chili oil sauce, right? Like our, the the product itself is like around eight, 10 bucks. It's not cheap, but yeah. the ingredients are like high quality. It's for people that, you know, are a little bit more health conscious that, you know, can't afford more of a specialty item. Yeah. And so we were targeting a complete different, different demographic. And then now that whole market has blown up like a bunch of, bunch of chili oil sauces. Wow. But yeah, like my life before being a lawyer now in my like late twenties, thirties, I was like entrepreneur, like hustling. Yeah, like, you did it right. Crazy. Like yeah. we're here talking about McDonald's and Dairy Queen, and you're saving up <laughs> you're for starting, starting your up. own business. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like holy crap, dude! <laughs> yeah, that's well, awesome. I also just I had the luxury of having great family support, right? Yeah. Like I like a lot of my other friends, you know, they had to be working to be able to pay off certain things at the time. Yeah. Like I was lucky; I didn't have that you know, on my mind, I I'd have to worry too much about it. So I did have the luxury, which I always tell, I talk to my parents about it too. It's like, you know, having Asian parents, like immigrant parents, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in, in their generation, they're in, they're coming to us. They're like in survival mode. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's why like all the saving and all that is exactly. like very yeah. much prominent in their yeah. mindset. Whereas for us, we're in the luxury of being able to grow up here. We have that more, you know, luxury mindset or the more like, okay, we can actually take more risks. You know, so because of that, I think at a, your early age, I was able to take some of those risks and just like start businesses instead of having to wow. worry about, you know, oh, can I pay the bills? Yeah. I had a different type of risk mentality. Mine was just like, well, I'm young. I can keep making money. So I'm going to keep spending on girls. And then <laughs> oh you know, it God. is what it is. Priorities. See, I was in a long-term relationship, so like I wasn't even like I think you spend more money when you're trying to date, when you're right? Dating. Yeah, because you go to movies, yeah. you got all yeah. these adventures. Very Dude, true. First dates are like the most expensive. If you don't know what you're doing, I remember yeah. when I first started like dating after my relationships ended, I remember I'd be spending like 200 bucks on just on like dinner date? and drinks. And I'm just like, dude, I can't be doing yeah. this. I mean, mm. that's the same thing going to a club with your boys. You'd probably be spending that much too. Right. Just on drinks. And it's such yeah. like a, a bad financial decision. It is. And, yeah. And you kind of have to learn and, and like be like, okay, I'm going to remove myself yeah. from that because that's that temptation is always going to be there. But you know, whether it's like when I was young in my twenties and spending with spending money on the girls, and now I'm married in my thirties and spending money on my family, 
I'm still kind of doing the same thing. Like if I want to go to a basketball game, I got to buy a ticket for her, Christina too. The same thing if I was dating someone. So I'm just constantly spending money on Yeah, girls. but the investment is going to stay, right? Because you guys are sharing memories together. That is together. very true. Oh. If it's a girl that you're just it's, blowing yeah. all this money, but yeah. you guys don't work out, it's like, well, you're never going to see her again. Like, you guys are creating memories and experience together. Yeah, that's so an it's investment. Worth it. It's yeah. a long-term investment. Yeah, and you were telling mm. me how, like, you're going to take your daughter to see an Aces game, right? It's yeah. like, okay, this is going to be her, you know, like, child development. She's trying to figure out what type of hobby she wants to do. Maybe yeah. she'll end up being a basketball player I because that. of that. Yeah, yeah, and she wouldn't have been exposed to that if it wasn't for that game. And you're giving her these good experiences. So when it comes time and she's older and she finds a man that she wants to date, he better treat her like that. Yeah. Exactly. She's so you're setting a very good that's, example. That's awesome. Exactly. You want to like, I wouldn't say like spoil your kids, but show them the luxuries of life so they know what they deserve and, and what they partner. can work hard for. I think so that's what's really important. I should be treating her like we're actually on a dad and daughter date. That would right? be so would be cute. Opening the mindset. door for yeah. her. Yes. Yeah. Giving her a flower. That goes a long way. That's true. Yes. Yep. You have to step the, set the stage. I 100%. Because, like, my dad didn't do that kind of stuff. And yeah. I wish he did. So I knew when going into dating what I deserved without, like, learning after so many years what I did. Mm-hmm. You know? So I could have saved so many, so yeah. much time. How do you guys know this without having any kids? I'm like, I've been a dad for five years. This I'm is like, what wow. you get for being single in your thirties. You're just smarter. Jeez. Okay. Well, I was gonna say, like, on the the woman's perspective on having like more money in your thirties. Yeah. I think it makes you more selective as a partner, and you don't have to worry about like relying on a man as much. So, like, in my twenties, like, I stayed in my relationship probably a little bit too long because yeah. I was financially dependent on him. Because we were sharing the space. We were sharing finances. So I probably dragged it on like another year or two more than I should have. Because I was like, oh, my God, I can't leave. I'm going to be homeless. I can't afford my place. And like I didn't have like my parents help or reassurance that they would help me. So I for me, it was like survival. Whereas Mm -hmm. like now I know I can afford my own place. So I can be like a lot more picky and like understand the type of personality and type of person that I would want rather than like rely on financial so stuff. So when you're in that relationship, you're paying for half the bills? He, at the time, since he was much older, he was like seven to eight years older. So yeah. he was paying oh, for wow. like 60% of the bills. That's just how we did great, it. though, because I, in all my relationships, I had to pay for all the bills. And even though they said they would pay for half, they end up never paying. Yeah, not, I mean, my, <laughs> my scenario is also very different. Like I was... Even though I was like paying less, I felt like the breadwinner because he was in a lot of debt also. Uh, So I was the only one accumulating positive wealth, if that makes sense. So it was a very like odd situation where the roles were reversed. So to me, like I want to become financially independent. So I never have to go through that again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I was financially independent. But he didn't have the mentality of like an ambitious person. So I was Got like, it. I felt like I was stuck in a weird situation where like he made more money, but he had less money. Yeah. So yeah, I was that like, just spending too much. Yeah. So now I'm just relying on myself. And that's why like my standards for finding a man, a lot of women are kind of like delusional and they're like, he's got to make like 500K or above or like whatever. It's got to be tall, six feet, very attractive. But for me, I'm like, 80 to 100K is totally fine because yeah. like, if I make that much or more, like we're, we're in this together. Yeah. You know, and like he doesn't have to be super tall. Like I really don't care. Like, you know, so my standards are probably more realistic than most women because of, I think, the long term relationship I had. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah. good for you, too, you know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Still haven't found that person yet. So I'll report back. <laughs> but I think that also shows like 
you know the real ones from the fake ones because yeah. like the real mm-hmm. ones they, they they're not just after your money right and like for for a guy like you kind of have to be able to see through those things because being a lawyer now i get a lot of women that you know they expect certain things right they expect me to have money to be you know taking them out to like the nicest restaurants and like mm. you know dr- driving a super nice car like they they have a certain mentality so it's like me trying to see through those things so it's like before I would be kind of like, okay, I'm going to take them out and and spend that type of money. And then I started learning. I was like, no, like the real ones are just, they just want to see effort. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and this is my tip for like all of like my broke Kings or like the financially (laughs) conscious Kings out there. Like it's not about spending the money. It's about the effort and the effort translates into creativity. So Mm -hmm. For example, instead of doing dinner and drinks, like for a, a date that I like to do is like, okay, let's grab a bottle of wine and let's just go to the beach. Let's go to like the lifeguard oh, tower that's nice. and mm-hmm. just like listen to the waves and talk and like enjoy each other's company, you know? And if a girl is down to do that, that means they're interested in getting to know you and not just for a free dinner. Yeah. That's true. You know yeah, what that I makes mean? sense. I've always mm-hmm. loved like going to the beach and like having like a picnic or just going out there to like connect with someone. Exactly. That's and it's something different. It's something unique because these girls, they go on so many dinner dates already. It's like you're just going to blend in into their their memory of like, OK, this is just another day. They might not even remember it. But if you do something That's unique true. that, you know, will will, you know, give them a a different type of like perspective on like oh maybe this guy's coming from a different type of place you know what i mean this mm-hmm. guy's like actually got some real intentions here because he's putting in effort and thought and you also got to think about the little things too like if you're on dinner and a date you're or a dinner like uh and drinks you're like sitting across from that person right there's more of like a awkward distance i feel like with like a date idea say like going to a lifeguard tower you're right next to them, right? Like you're you're, you're able side to, by side. Yeah, you're able to break that physical separated. barrier, right? Mm-hmm. So like these are all things that I feel like like guys need to think about in terms of like, okay, how do I get a successful first date? Like you need to break down some of those barriers. Wow. You're such a pro and a master in dating now and breaking it down that it's such it's very motivating. I'm like, damn, let's start dating again. That's what they, that's what they say. <laughs> With each other? That's what they say. In yeah. a marriage, you have to go on dates. and um, Absolutely. It's hard, though, when we have kids, especially moving out here yeah. to Vegas. We don't have a babysitter. But I think, you know, we do really have to make that investment and try to have some kind of well, dates. We try, right? So, like, we'll go on the dates with the kids. So, yeah. we'll go have a nice, fancy restaurant with a steak and lobster dinner. The kids are with us. But it's different. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have one without the kids. Well, we don't have that option, so we just gotta ignore the kids. So maybe you just gotta work harder for it. You gotta find a good sitter. Yeah. That's what you have to do. I don't trust anyone yet. I mean, like, Enzo's still, you know, in his potty training phase. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna happen overnight. Yeah, exactly. You can start interviewing, start seeing them, like, see what happens, see referrals, start asking around. We do have a couple people in mind, but when Enzo's like, help! Wipe my butt. Help. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, we're not ready yet. Well, you know, they, so. they will be going to school soon. So then we can prioritize dating again <gasps> after God. that. Yeah. Or going on trips and stuff. I, yeah. I remember like when me and my ex of nine years, right? We started the company together, the Hot Sauce Company. Yeah. yeah. One of the biggest reasons why our relationship didn't work out, I think, is because of the business. Like uh, on our dates that we would go out, we'd be talking about the business all the time. It's always about right? work. It's almost like having kids, right? It's like, yep. it's our family. It's like the, the business was always in the center of it. Yeah. And because of that, that flirting that, you know, like actually going on dates to be, you know, in the romantic type of like, like mood, it just wasn't there. And we, yep. we couldn't really like like force that yeah you know and that started being the the problem i think down the line like long term so you know that i that's my advice for people too it's like if you're in a long-term relationship like 
try to keep dating yeah. like, no matter what no matter yeah. you know what it is whether it's a family whether it's a business like you need to still have that like that romantic spark. spark there yeah because yeah. i think that's probably one of the ch uh, biggest challenges that we have because ever since we've been in the youtube space on social media our our work life is connected to our personal yeah. life so there's not really too much of a balance because everything revolves around work you have to so. like schedule your date schedule even your sex like yeah. all of these things i'm serious <laughs> as crazy like, that's, as it sounds right that's what i did in my relationship like when it was like not going well i was yeah. like hey listen like where's the romance i was like i want you to take me out i was like can we set aside some time at least once a month for a very nice dinner yeah. or like once a week where we're going to have dedicated, no distraction yeah. time. Mm. You really need that. That's where that compromise is. Like she understands that you need to schedule things in. She used to get mad when she's like, you got to schedule this in with me. I'm like, yeah, because or else I'm going to, you know, like I just have to. If you're a busy it's person, you do have to schedule time yeah. to do that. And as, as regimented as it is, it's better than it not right. happening at all. Because if you don't schedule it in, then... You're kind of mixing in everything that you do throughout the day with what you're trying to do with your wife. Right. And it's not 100%. Yeah, but when you're you schedule put it, on the back burner. you can yeah. block everything out and then focus 100% on whatever you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when I schedule it, it's like I always made sure to dedicate it. And like when you schedule it, you look forward to it. You're like, oh, yeah, Thursday at six o'clock. I have yeah. a date with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch this movie. See? And like the whole week, you're planning little bits of it. So you're building the, that excitement yeah. again. And you yeah. you need to keep creating those butterflies. That's I think people people underestimate that. Like yeah. the longing for something. Just like mm -hmm. when you miss somebody, right? Like if you have a long distance relationship, like that longing, like missing, like not getting that instant gratification. It's like, oh, I want to see you now. Now I got it. Like yeah. that longing, mm -hmm. that build, building of like anticipation, people underestimate just the power of having that in the relationship. Yeah. And then people say like financially comfort is the killer of ambition, but in a relationship comfort is the killer of love. Yeah. Right. That's you true. see each you really other all the work. time. You're just like, oh, I can have sex anytime. Like exactly. it's whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Just get, it became, becomes less of a special thing. Mm -hmm. That's true. Wow. A lot of great advice here, guys. <laughs> I love this episode. Uh, thank you for coming on once again. Guys, make sure to subscribe to the channel and also uh, follow us on all the podcast platforms for Love and Rice. Thank you, Casey and Vince, for being here. Follow them. Check it out in the description box and click on all of their social medias. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Peace.